Shut the fuck up! It's time for the record bin. Welcome to another episode of The Record Bin, garbage music for garbage people. As always, I'm John, here with Bill. Oh man, it's cloudy and rainy out, and it's recording this is the first day of October, and I'm loving it. It's, uh, it's a pretty nice day. The weather decided to play along for the first day of Halloween. Um, I'm excited about it. I know you and I are on the same page of being pissed off that people over-celebrate holidays, just wait, wait till October 1st for your Halloween. Wait till December 1st for your Christmas. But you, you what, what, what? Today being October 1st, yes. it being Halloween, kind of quote unquote unofficially, I think the weather today is exactly what we needed it to be. And we know that's what you all are here for, to listen about the weather from two months ago when this comes out. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Bill, what are we actually here for today? We've got kind of a special episode. Uh, we're nearing the tail end of season one, and we wanted to get uh, a better a better litmus scale for both of our rating systems. Uh, so what did you bring us today? Well, I bring up the weather because this is the, I believe, the setting that this album excels in. This is The Killers' debut 2004 album, Hot Fuss. I love this album. So the point of today's episode is, is kind of ranging scales. So spoiler alert, this is a 9 out of 10 album for me. We're going right out of the gate. My rating... This is the highest thing I'm given up until now. Up until, yeah, so far on this season, a 9 out of 10 is going to be your highest rating. And that's, you know, kind of why we wanted to do this. We've seen me so far this season go from a zero on LMFAO Party Rock, and I stand by that zero, all the way up to uh, my nine for Prince Daddy and the Hyenas Cosmic Thrill Seekers. Your ratings have been a little bit more middle ground. Hey, um, man, things aren't like things aren't that bad, you know, and a lot of things aren't that good either. Yeah, I, I, I hit middle ground a lot, except when we have to listen to Phil fucking Collins. That's right. a, that's a two for me, and we're going up to the, the the nine today. We're getting we're getting to my nine. Awesome. Well, one of these days, we promise you, we're gonna hit some ten out of tens eventually uh but yeah no season one we wanted to get you with a nine in there so we're listening to the killer's debut album hot fuss now you love this album at least <laughs> you don't love this band but i you love, love this, this album. album i love this album um so why don't you just jump in and give us a quick maybe like 30 second kind of history of the band and where this album came from all right my, my notes on this look big but i think we can knock that out quick uh, pretty much they were, these boys were hanging out in Vegas. You got Brandon Flowers, lead singer of this band, uh, really wanted to be in a band. Uh, he, here's strike one against him. He was at an Oasis concert when he had the epiphany that he needed to be a lead singer. So, oh, uh, Dave, uh, cooing, K-U-E-I-N-G. I will not say his last name again. Uh, Dave put out an ad for a singer because he was starting a band, and Flowers responded, so that's nice and simple. They went through a couple of drummers, a couple of bassists. Uh, they settled on this guy, Ronnie Vananucci, for the drums, and I think this is important, and I'll bring it up later. Mark Stormer? These guys all have names that I am bad at pronouncing. Mark on bass. He came from a couple prog rock bands. He was iffy on joining. He did a couple shows with them, and then he was like, all right, I'm in, and that was 2002. So the bands formed in 2002. They didn't get, like, shit for attention in the U.S. Because why should they? <laughs> I 
hate you so much. And then they uh, they started to pop off in Europe, though, and a European label, Lizard King Records, signed them, and they blew the fuck up in England, and then that got them pushed back to the U.S., and that is really when you would have heard about them, you being the audience and us being and, me. And that was something on the research phase, because I also you know, found out about the... The fact that they blew up in the UK and Europe and were signed to a British label uh, before they got any sort of US notoriety. And that makes so much sense to me because this band aesthetically feels a hell of a lot like Las Vegas meets the UK. Yeah, it, and it really does. It makes such perfect sense that they had to go to the UK to get notoriety and fame. Um, and it, it seems to fit so perfectly. This this album it's annoying. This, no, yeah, this album feels like neon lights in foggy rain. Uh, can we go for it? Yeah, um, we were can gonna we let just you just kind of select all the songs this week, except there was one in particular that I had to talk about, um, and that's actually track one. Yeah, and what we're gonna jump into first, uh, Jenny was a friend of mine. All right, so that was track one. Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that's a really good introduction to this album. To this, to this album. Um, I need to be careful because I, I want to say this band, but things kind of go off the rails after this album. That is a great introduction to this album. Things though. go off the rails after track five. Oh, go to goddamn. But um, that's a good song, and, and this is an interesting one for me because we know that this is a nine for you. Oh, yes. Um. As much as I wanted to, I really couldn't come in this week to just tear this album to shreds because even though there's a lot on it that I don't like, there's a bunch of it that's just fucking solid, and that song is solid. But that brings me in to a brand new game that I wanted to play with you, Bill. I don't want games. I don't like games. Bill, we're going to start playing a new game this week called The Obvious Narrative Game. Hmm, hmm, hmm where I'm going to pick a song off of an album that we listen to. Don't look up lyrics. No, no, no. You got to shut that laptop right now. No help. So I'm going to pick a song every week off the album that we've listened to that has an obvious narrative to the song. And I'm going to ask if you at any point have picked up on it. So Bill, this album is a nine for you. What yeah. the fuck is Jenny was a friend of mine about? Because no, it's, it's a, not subtle. It's a nine, so you went for the wrong one because we got a murder on our hands, John. Hey, you actually know this one. I do know this. Look at you, you picking up a on a fucking narrative. If you gave me, if we were here and it was something that you picked that I'd listened to at work, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. This is the second part of the three-part murder trilogy that they put out. First part made it to the B-sides. Did not make the album. So I don't know what that's all about. Honestly, never heard it. Couldn't tell you. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jenny doesn't make it out of this song. She's, uh, she's a goner. Um, and if we're just assuming here that our protagonist of the song is going to be Brandon Flowers, he totally <laughs> fucking did it. He totally fucking did it. Like, there's no way he didn't murder Jenny. 
Oh, shit. Hey, that's a perfect segue. Uh, let's go to the next song we're going to listen to, because guess what? Out of the three parts, this is the next one in the Murder Trilogy. Uh, Midnight Show. This is the second to last song on the album, but I'm, I'm going to want you to really hone in to the gothy vibes that we're about to get into and just, just bring your sadness from emo to goth, John. Go right. like put on some fishnets instead of a hoodie. and just, Might have a pair of jean coats somewhere. Just really feel it. I know there's a hope. There's too many Shit, while we listen to that gothy sadness, I confirmed that that is actually the second part of the murder trilogy. That is that is uh, hunting down the woman. Uh, I was going to say, because that narrative yeah, no, didn't really Jenny, add up. Yeah, no, no. He, uh, Jenny is g- pretty much gone for in that next song, and uh, our, boy, our boy Flowers is in jail, if we're going with the narrator as the singer. Yeah. Holy shit, these bass lines, John. Bass lines slap. That guy's good. His, the, the bass player, true fact, the bass player needed back surgery after this album from carrying the entire weight of the music scene on his back because, goddamn, the bass lines on this album are better than anything that came out that year. Like, holy shit. Okay, they're better than anything on this album. They're not fucking what do you better mean than they're anything be- came I, out this No, year. the whole album. Not just this goddamn song. Did you right. hear that first song we just listened to? Yeah, I did. But even if you're going to say that, like, <clears throat> just this bass player is better than anything came out this year, like, fuck that. I think it was actually, oh, so you might be right on that year because The Strokes' Room on Fire came out in 2003, a year earlier. Which brings me to my next point. Oh, we're bringing The Strokes into this? We are. Um, if you're a fan of... If you're enjoying the music that you've been hearing here so far today, I'm oh, just go gonna like yourself. I've just got a list of some albums in. that you Fine. should be listening Fine. to. So first and foremost, uh, if you liked these two songs at all, may I recommend you dive into the Strokes album First Impressions of Earth? Don't do that. Fucking incredible. Bill, what do you got next? <laughs> you're gonna give me an album per thing. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, I would like to hit on um, the Killers are very vocal about influences per their albums mm-hmm. like it changes per album which is kind of strange i mean i guess it makes sense but coming into this album what you want to pull from it is the joy division the yep. new order mm-hmm. the cure yep lou reed and bowie's cited in there and I, c- I can feel a little bit of that there's a little bowie i'd say for sure it wasn't morrissey on that list as well what you want to ignore from this is the u2 the oasis the morrissey and the smashing pumpkins no that they no, say no no, no, no. you cannot uh, ignore the smashing pumpkins you could you, you should you definitely can't ignore the morrissey because it's all the fuck over this uh, album. speaking of which uh jump into the self-titled album by the smiths don't no, don't it's listen really to good. the Smiths. Listen to the Smiths. No, you know what you're going to jump into? Because you're tuned to The Record Band with John Pye and Bill Collins. Andy, you're a star. Next track oh, on God. tonight's show. That song's just boring. Oh, go fuck yourself. That's delightful. You know what it is? You know what that is? A bad cake song? No, it's not, because it was going... 
That's what all cake songs do, I'm pretty sure, from what I've heard. I just heard a kind of uninteresting guitar line and some lazy vocals. Well, at least we agree that cake's terrible. But Yo, <laughs> you shut the fuck up right now. Hey, Next you, week you on the record it. bin. Pulling a pulling a, a note from you, John. If you enjoy that song, the, and it just hit me when I was doing research. Go listen to Gorilla's self-titled album. Don't ever listen go, to the Gorillas. God damn it, John. You, you get your dubby bass lines, your synthesizers. They're almost a step of he- step ahead of Gorillaz themselves because Gorillaz on their second album, Demon Days, which came out after this, starts to use the choir way more, which they do a good job of just like slipping into songs here and there on this album. It is There are so much early Gorillaz vibes in this song, and I can't get enough of it. Okay, I know we're about to hit one of these songs in which they slip the choir in, and it's not done well, ever. It's not. And that's like some of my biggest complaints on this album uh, in terms of just like what I actually don't like musically. One is the synth, I think. I made a note early. I made a note during it. Two songs ago, waiting to talk about it, that I love how the synth is used on this goddamn album. Most times, I think it's just got a tone for me that's just a little bit off of what I want it to be. So, like, I can't knock it too hard. That's literally just accounting for taste. And, like, I don't like the way that the synth is used on this album. Uh, But I can say it's used a hell of a lot better than it is on their follow-up album, Sam's Town. Two, it's just... It's just kind of boring. You you said I think it was during that song or during the last one that like the guitar is also interesting. No, it's not. You've got a kick-ass bassist. You've got a drummer who's doing his job. It's fine, but like he's not doing anything crazy. The guitar is boring as fuck. The synth is, eh. If oh my god, damn it, John! I drank all my wine to throw at you. If you don't if you don't sit down and listen to that song and just focus on it and you aren't I don't want to say transported somewhere else, but if you're not transported somewhere else listening to that damn song, the the atmosphere that they can create with that is fucking gorgeous. That was incredible. It's this weird high produced high studio but completely unpolished the a thing that I kept coming across is it said that they used mostly the demos onto this album that the studios were like, Hey, can you re-record these? And they would like try to re-record them. And they're like, well, that doesn't sound as good. No, we're just going to put the demos out. I was not able to fact check which songs were those, mm-hmm. but I think you can sense that on a lot of this. It's, there's a lot of grittiness to this major label album. I totally fucking disagree. Ah! I listen to this, and it sounds... Sorry, Max. I'll try not to scream as loud. It it sounds so overproduced and just upsetting. No, no. Anything after... Go listen to Sam's Town, and you'll hear overproduced. This is... But I did. I listened to both albums this week. Oh, I did, too. I I listened to them, like, this in order, and then Sam's Town, and then I went back to this. I did, like three full fucking hours of the killers and this doesn't sound like 
a debut album where you might have kind of a raw primal workout of a sound. This sounds incredibly the fuck overproduced. I don't know what the fuck incredibly your, the fuck your opinion of produced and underproduced is. Fucking it. You know, we have spent way too much time on this song. We're going to Mr. Brightside real quick. You know, no, no, no. We're going to Mr. Brightside. We are going to that number one pop jam right now, and we're going to have a good time. But if you were a fan of God Andy, you're a star. May I recommend to you David Bowie's album, Hours? Yes, go listen to Hours. Now, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's fucking solid. There's a reason it's on the charts for four and a half goddamn years. Right, and there's a reason it went platinum as many times as it did, which I'm kind of upset to reveal is seven. That This is easily it's the most mul- multi-platinum album that we've chatted about on the show. I think we've talked about some double plats, but this seven times uh, platinum. This was taking the, the Strokes energy that uh you like to bring into this conversation and giving it an actual atmosphere that wasn't just guitar and bass there's something that you can feel on this album that isn't just gen, 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 that happens every once in a while but it's overlaid with this synthy goodness and uh, gothy bass lines it's fucking gorgeous so that i think is my entire disconnect with the killers is the synth I hate You do the hate synth. synth. I think you just hate synth. I Gorillas is pretty synth heavy. It's ridiculous. And boy, do you hate gorillas. And I know that what I'm about to say is just empirically wrong, but Trent Reznor is the only person that should ever play a synth. No one else does it right. You're telling me that what we're listening to is less boring than Ghost. 1 through 54 or whatever the fuck it is. 1, I'm telling you that this is more boring. 2, yes, much more boring than Ghost 1 through 4. Oh shit, Ghost I'm one, telling you it's less. Ghost 1 through 4 is delightful. Um, oh, but God. yeah, no, like it's it's so tough because I want to rip this album to shit, but like you really can't for a lot of these tracks and for a lot of these tracks that we've picked today, like there's a reason why Everyone in our generation knows these songs pretty much by heart. There's a reason this album is seven times platinum. It's good, man. I like this. I like you squirming like I squirmed on your fucking Prince Daddy. Nines are weird. Like (laughs) once we get into nines, man, it's just like I want to rip it to shit, but like also I'm not a complete ass. There's merit here. You're goddamn right there is. Do, do, do you have another album to sneak in before I try to segue us? I'm trying I do. to do these smooth-ass it, segues, and you're interrupting me. It's going to be the only one that came out after The Killer's Hot Fuss, so you can't really call it a direct influence. Um, but definitely, if you're looking for something uh, vaguely British, vaguely poppy, and a hell of a lot of fun, check out The Arctic Monkeys' Favorite Worst Nightmare. Don't check out The Arctic Monkeys. Always check out The Arctic Monkeys. We're, all right, uh, I... I don't know how much synth is on the song off the top of my head. Maybe we hit no synth. Uh, let's just fucking do it. All the things that I've done. I 
So the first killer song I ever heard, probably the first killer song a lot of people ever heard, was Somebody Told Me. Mm-hmm. That song is fucking garbage. That song is on song this is album. Ass. That song is track four on this album. When I had my first iPod and I put this album on there, deleted that song, never had to hear it. I've considered buying this vinyl and scratching a groove so it just skips over track four. Because then it goes right to this song. And this is the second killer song that I ever heard. When I heard this song as Daywon's song's part in almost round three skateboard video, I was like, holy shit, who did that song? I wait for the credits. I watch the credits. It says the killers. I said, no, 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 no. No, I know what the killers sound like. The killers fucking suck. That was not the killers. It turns out it was the killers. I bought this album for this song specifically and then fucking fell in love with the entire thing except for track four. Fuck track four. And track six and track seven and track eight and track nine and track 11. Thanks for that, John. One, two, three, five, and ten. They're getting a pass. All right, that's good to hear. Well, at least we can enjoy those together. This is my go-to karaoke song. I fucking shred this thing. I'd love to see that sometime. We need to make it happen, Max. But also, we're going. Okay. You got another album for this section? Yeah. Um, well, I've got I've got two for this one, and I'll you know I'll be light at the end, and won't give you any more albums. Um, if you liked anything you've heard today, check out the album Disintegration by The Cure. Yeah, go listen to that. And then also, if you liked anything you heard today, go check out Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness <laughs> no, 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 no. by Smashing Pumpkins. Do not go All listen to it. that. You do not have that much time to waste. You need to be cleaning your house, do your goddamn dishes, do your laundry. You haven't washed your sheets in forever. Do you know how much you can get done in the time it would take to listen to that fucking Smashing Pumpkins album? So then just do Rotten Apples, the Smashing Pumpkins, Greatest Hits. It was compiled back in 2001, back before a couple. Just just listening to the Smashing Pumpkins instead of the Killers is basically what I'm getting at. Don't listen to this this next song on repeat. Listen to uh, Everything Will Be Alright on repeat over and over and over. You don't even have to repeat it because it's an eight-minute song. It's not goddamn eight minutes. Play the song. <laughs> I love that song That's, so much. The song was much too long. It's so comforting. John, John, uh, we're, we're going to all curl up on the couch and we're going to cuddle up. We're going to listen to that song. We're going to have a nice fire. It's going to be nice and cold out. Can we do all those things just without that song? Nope. Like, <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm all for, like, song. fireplaces and cuddles and, like, friends and good times and just, like, feeling the love within a room. But does it have to be to that six-minute song? Yeah, because fucking everything's going to be all right, John. God damn it. If you ever need to hear that, if you ever need to hear that a lot of times, you just throw that song on. Actually, if you ever need to hear that, this is impromptu. May I recommend the song by David Bowie, Rock and Roll Suicide, off of uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Uh, It basically ends with just a minute of David Bowie screaming at you, You're wonderful. Give me your hand. It's way fucking better than that shit. Way fucking better than what the killers just threw at me. I'm not going to say don't listen to David Bowie ever. We'll never say that. But also listen to this killer's album. 
that's all we're listening to today. That that was the last song on the album. We bookended it with opener and closer. Shit. All right. I think I got to get into this now before we get your rating out of this. Okay. Um, uh, maybe we should wait. No, no. G- give me your rating first because I don't want this to affect it. Let's go right now. We're into ratings. A quick recap of the album. All right. So my quick recap of this album, uh, and I listened to it a lot this week as well as listening to a lot of the killers next album, Sam's Town. Um, there are five tracks on this 11 track album that are damn near perfect and almost beyond reproach. Then there are a few songs on this album that are just total fucking meh. This album is, in my opinion, less than half good. But Bill, I'm going to bring you back to a previous episode of ours and (gasps) quote you directly. Crossover. So I'm going to need to tell you what happened today. Otherwise, you're not going to appreciate it. Oh, wonderful. I came in here with a three written down. Wait, three. Okay, and I thought maybe Bill can get me to a four. Maybe he can get me to a four. I'm giving this album a five. Hey, it happened. We we mirrored the Prince Daddy episode. And I did my best to direct quote you from the Prince yeah, Daddy no, episode. Yeah, no, you pretty much nailed that. This is a solid five, man. Um, like I said, some of the hits, some of the singles off this album are so high up within the lexicon of modern music, you know, at least within our generation. They are practically beyond reproach. Um, and I can really say after listening to this album a lot this week, really everything I hate about the killers comes down to you can't account for taste. And I fucking hate the way that guy plays a synth. <laughs> but, but that's really kind of it. Like, he's not an incredible lyricist, but he's not a shit lyricist. He's not a great songwriter, but he's not the worst songwriter. The musicians outside of the bass players are like, he's fine, but not like mind blowingly good. But yeah, the, the, this album's a five. Damn, Solid five. I did not see that coming. Wow, we did it. We went full circle. See, now I'm real glad that you went first because the Killers are a bad band, John. The Killers are not a good band. Killers suck. Um, you you brought up Samstown multiple times. I listened to Samstown pretty much when it came out, and I was like, this isn't good. And I re-listened to Samstown this week, and I was like, no, this is still not good. I listened to one one of the albums after that, and I was like, what? Why? Why did it go downhill so far? Hot Fuss, I think, is a complete fluke of an album. I think that this is an accident. Taking these musicians, putting them into um, kind of a high studio environment to demo out a lot of these songs, which gives you this weird energetic and uh, ethereal energy that you don't get on high-produced recordings. Because when you listen to their other songs, it just turns into Coldplay. When you produce this and replace all your synths with pianos on every song, Mm -hmm. it's fucking Coldplay. And, God, it's boring. And on that note, this is 9 out of 10 for me, and uh, that's all I got for... (laughs) This album is a fluke from this band, and it is fucking gorgeous. If you've only heard the hits from The Killers, check out Hot Puss. But really, also, if you've only heard the hits from the Killers, they're all on Hot Fuss. Just stick with what you've got and enjoy it. Don't listen to songs like uh, we listen to uh, Andy, You're a Star. Don't listen to On Top. Hey, hey, we're Don't done. listen to Believe Me, Natalie. We're done ripping on the Killers. Just it's, it's over. Listen, enjoy those fucking tracks. Go listen to Bowie. Have a better time. <laughs> yeah, listen uh, to Bowie. 
Hit us up, I guess is where we're at, right? Yeah, yeah, you're going to want to find us online. We got facebook.com slash recordbinpodcast. Did you not get us our URL, Bill? I don't know if we have that yet, but it should, I mean, you could try it. But that's even just a different one. (laughs) Week in and week out, we've been telling them to go to facebook.com slash therecordbin. You gave me Um, me a new handle on my fucking dossier here, and you're still, might not be right. Just wing it, you know, search us. All right, you can go to jankyjank.com slash record dash bin. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the record bin podcast, on Twitter at record bin pod. And that one's mostly me and Max, so come say hi to us on Instagram. Instagram's cool. I don't do like any of the social media things. I tell these boys that I'm active on Twitter, but I'm not really active on Twitter. So keep piling up that Twitter account, record bin pod. Just flood us with hate hate messages. That's what Twitter's for, right? Uh, most importantly, though, um, check us out on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. Leave us us a review. Leave us a rating. Uh, Let us know, you know, which one of us you hate the most, which one of us you like the most. Yeah, you heard him. Tell us why you hate John and tell us which albums we've fucked up. Give us suggestions. Um, Yeah, what what do y'all want to hear on the show moving forward? Because we are wrapping up this season next week. Uh, I don't don't think we should spoil anything, but... um, No, but we got a few more episodes coming out for a 12-episode season one, and then we'll be uh, gearing up, getting ready for season two. Um, and season two, we really want it to be kind of, you know, the season of, uh, greetings, v- greetings, as well as like, <laughs> you went with that. What does that mean? <laughs> we want to hear from you oh, for season off. two. Fucking give us suggestions. Uh, that's all I got. John. Yeah. No, this has been uh, fun. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the record bin garbage music for garbage bills. As always, I'm John here with garbage garbage is no way. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.